This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Good evening and welcome to season number 8 and episode number 134 of the GPL Podcast. We're back after our uh, six-month hiatus and uh, the hiatus was even longer for our favorite team, uh, seeing that they didn't play pretty much that whole last month last year after uh, getting kicked out of the Big Ten tournament early. But of course... um, Always joining us is Hammy and Vigo. Guys, how are you doing? Doing well. Looking forward to a new season. Fantastic. Excited for the hockey season to be here. Oh, it, it is kind of nice. You know, obviously the Twins kind of had faltered out there, and uh, Vikings, uh, who knows, are kind of up and down. But uh, all that matters is, is that hockey's back, the Wild are back, uh, and then definitely our Gophers are back, and they're back with a – you know, a whole brand new staff. You know, towards the end of the, you know last season, we talked about uh, Matsko being brought on, uh, but just just a lot of changes all around. Vigs. Yeah, I think you know a lot of people associated with the program just felt like you know it's time to move on. And when Bob Matsko is the the top of your list, and that's who you end up hiring, uh, it's a win for the state of hockey. Uh, I'm excited to see what kind of energy he can bring to the program. You know, he's done a lot of good things at St. Cloud State, but when you get the keys to, to Minnesota behind the bench, you can do a lot more things. And um, the cupboard isn't bare for him. You know, he's got a great opportunity here to hit the ground running. Well, the um, well, obviously that's great because uh, it, it was getting a little stale. And, Hammy, you and I were talking about that before we started the show here, is that, you know, you've always had the belief that uh, – Every coach kind of has a lifespan and only so much time at one job where you eventually need to kind of put new uh, cookies in the cupboard. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I was telling you, I think that, you know, my belief is a good decade, maybe a little bit longer than that is kind of when things start to feel a little bit stale for coaches. Of course, there's always exceptions to the rule, but um, I think in many cases, that's kind of how it plays out. And um, like I had mentioned, maybe with Lucia, it was a little different because he had that little two-year span of time where he got sick. And sometimes after you've had something taken away from you in life, you know, you when you have the chance to get back to it at full strength, then you maybe recapture a little bit of that passion. So maybe that kind of extended it a little bit for him, you know, for those extra years. But then uh, kind of seemed to get back down to that level of uh, having a lull in the recent years. So I think it was time. I think that, you know, we've talked about it for several years, you know, having a maybe a transition um, plan in place and not that they really had one, but I think we all kind of thought the time was right for this kind of a move. Well, you know, Viggs, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past, you know, how, you know, you know, Moscow, he's been here before. So that one, that piece is, is good, but you know, He's bringing in a whole new staff. You know, he's got Garrett Boing, who's been with him for a few years. You know, we just added Ben Gordon. He's going to add, you know, he added some student, uh, what do we call them, student teacher? 
under undergraduate assistants. Undergraduate assistants in uh, Ryan Patoni and Bickle. Um, this staff is coming together pretty good, though they're a bit young, aren't they? Well, I think they're a bit young and a little inexperienced in some ways. But at the same time, you know, it's a hungry staff. You know, these guys are, are wanting to prove themselves. Um, and I think that's important. You know, you want some young energy. You know, I, you hear, you know, Lucia talk about how he didn't want to be spending his weekends in the fall watching Elite League. You know, going <laughs> up around all kinds of USHL rinks, you know, going out to the select camps. You know, these guys, it's all new for them. So it's new energy for them to connect with recruits. And, you know, they're going to be out there, you know, looking for recruits to play Bob's style of hockey. And, you know, I think Bob Moscow wants to make his mark, and he's going to be coaching everything. You know, I've already seen it in a lot of practices. You know, the, the other coaches are connecting with the players a little bit, but but Bob runs the show. Well, tell us more about that. And like you said, you've been to quite a few practices. You've seen Bob, you know, running the practices. But uh, what, I mean, besides, you know, you know, he's running everything. What are you seeing from, you know, somebody like a Raboin? And obviously Gordon was just there very recently. But even Patoni and Bickle, what are, what, are they, what are they all doing out there? How are they contributing? Um, you know, just as the stuff we don't hear about. Well, I think it's a, it's a struggle because they only have four hours of ice to work with each week. Mm-hmm. And they don't get, you know, another four hours of film time. So when they're on the ice, you know, Bob is, is running most of the practice. You mm-hmm. know, he is stopping practice when he sees something he doesn't like you know if he wants to bring the power play group together to kind of go over a little bit of what he's looking for he'll do that it seems like the other coaches they'll kind of pull guys aside one-on-one you know away from the drills and things like that to get their input but in terms of you know running the huge flow it's it's mostly bob Um, when they break out and do their skill work you know raboin does a little bit more with the defenseman but overall you know bob is trying to make his mark on this team as fast as he can. Now, Hammy, um, I, I, I must say, I really like, you know, adding, you know, Ryan Patoli and, and Stu Bickle as graduate assistants. I mean, these guys are doing un, unpaid type of work because they're back at the U uh, finishing up their schooling. And, uh, you know, both these guys had not great NHL careers, but they both played in the NHL. They both played for a long time. Um, I really like this addition. What are your thoughts of those guys being added? Well, I think it's always great to have guys who have had success in the program come back and contribute to it in different ways, whether it's, you know, off-season stuff or whether it's in situations like this, you know, having that bond with players that have gone through the program and had success. And um, I think it's always good to have that connection to the current team. Um, I'm sure that they can, you know, communicate some of their experiences when they were college players and some of the trials and tribulations they went through or some of the successes that they went through and what they did to become successful players. Um, so I think that that's always great to have guys that have kind of walked in those shoes and and uh, know how to communicate to the current players what they need to do in order to kind of reach that level. So I think it's a great addition. I think it's great to have alums be a part of the program. I know that we were all kind of wondering before Gordon was hired, you know, who was going to be that, that guy for that uh, second assistant role. And, um, you know, we all kind of thought it would be an alum, but you just never know until they, they finally do hire the guy. And I'll piggyback kind of on what Vig said. I think that having, you know, a young staff is important in the sense that they do bring a new energy and a passion. I think that they have some things to prove 
um, you know, it's always nice when you, for a fan perspective to be able to look at coaches that have experience and kind of feel like, you know what you're going to get, but, uh, that's not always a guarantee. I mean, I think back to when Bill Butters joined Wisconsin, you know, several years ago and he didn't really, you know, he had great success at the U many years before that, but he didn't really bring that to the table at Wisconsin. So it's not a guarantee that, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody with experience will be great in that role. So I'm excited to see what these new guys bring to the table. And uh, definitely it's a young man's game, so to speak, when it comes to the recruiting grind and connecting with players. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, well, Viggs, one thing that I think has been missing, and I think a lot of people think has been missing uh, for quite some time, is toughness on this team. And I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Stu Bickle brings some toughness back to this decor and even, you know, some of the, the forwards. It's It's been really lacking. Well, you can try to demand toughness all you want, mm-hmm. but what it's going to come down to is the players deciding that's how they want to perform and that's how they want to play. You know, I think that's probably the big challenge for, for Bob and, and Garrett and Stu and Ryan is how to get that out of this team. We, we saw last year a team that, you know, sometimes would be a little tentative to get in on the forecheck and apply pressure. You know, it's kind of looking around who's going to be the guy that, that does that each shift. Um, so we've, we've seen it out of the trench line, you know, when you got Norman, yeah. Romanco, and Ramsey out there, but you don't see that typically in the other lines. So the, getting that out of this team is going to be the big challenge. And I think, you know, Bob talked about that at the media day. You know, he's going to try his darndest until the end of the season to get them to play that way. And, uh, you know, that's what they've got to find. Well, one of the, the terms he was using is he wants 30 seconds of hell, doesn't he? He, help, you know, he wants his players to come out there and give a good hard 30 seconds, you know, and give it all they got on the ice and, and make it difficult for the other team to play against. Uh, I thought Jeff Jackson at Media Day for the Big Ten was saying something kind of telling when he said, well, we know uh, with the Moscow team they're going to be more difficult to play against. Yeah. yeah. Read into that what you want. <laughs> I, I think it, it speaks pretty loudly. Um, um, we haven't seen a lot of passion from this team in a while. and I, I mean, passion and toughness. And... Uh, <laughs> Boy, it it has been lucky. It has been uh, lacking, I should say. Uh, it's it, it's been really frustrating. You know, you know, you see some of these efforts, you know, against some of the lower teams, and you're like, what is going on here? And even against some of the big teams, you know, we'll talk about it later. You know, when they've played Duluth, boy, in the past there was a lot of effort and guys out there busting their ass. But uh, I think some of this lack of effort and lack of passion has kind of been one of the reasons why this team has been down for the last few years. They just haven't quite been in the upper echelon like we're used to. So, you know, hopefully this changes. Well, you know, we're hoping a lot of these changes happen. Um, let's kind of look at the team all around here, guys. You know, what's coming in this year. You know, we lost a few, you know, a few guys, you know, graduation and whatnot. Uh, you know, we talk about effort and we talk about that Romanco, Norman and, and Ramsey. Those guys are going to keep bringing it. But uh, can this coaching staff uh, encourage the rest of them to bring it? Hammy? Well, I mean, I guess that's the one of the key questions, yeah. obviously. When you're bringing in a new staff, you, you know, you're all getting to know each other. And, you know, you're trying to set the tone for what the culture is going to be. And I know that, you know, the early comments that Motzko was making back in the day was, you know, he's going to, he wants a team that's going to bring an effort and be tough to play against. And um, I, I, I really do expect that this team will, you know, bring a little bit more passion to the table. I think, you know, 
partially because you're re-energized by a new vision, but also because you're trying to prove yourself. I mean, I'm sure obviously certain players have earned the right to be first line players ever, but you know, it's still going to be a competition to some degree. And when you have a new coach, a lot of times they're going to wipe the uh, chalkboard clean, so to speak, and make guys kind of prove things a little bit. And so I'm sure that some of these guys are going to see this as an opportunity to kind of gain some ground, get some better opportunities. And uh, I I think that they'll bring some passion to the table. And uh, I think, you know, what better, way to do it than you know play one of your rivals in the first week well you know that's kind of one of those things that's uh that Moscow said at the media day there because they're going to be thrown right into the deep end of the pool against the, the defending national champion this saturday night and, and this yeah, team they, and they he, he can only prepare him so much he can't do much and you know i noticed one thing he you know when you were asking him you know where will this team be he's like ask me in december but uh and, and Matsko did mention that he liked, you know, what the, some of the tough games, but then he liked some of the single games for the rest of the month. It kind of lets them learn and get to know the team. But uh, they are being thrown into the deep end right off the bat, these, this, this team with a new coach. Yeah, I think going up to UMD when they're going to raise the banner, a uh, team they haven't beaten since uh, 2014. You know, it's been a long time this year's uh, senior class. They're 0-5 against UMD. Uh, and there's going to be no place to hide. You know, they're going to have to play their freshmen this weekend. You know, you're going to see uh, Walker, Ranta um, play key roles. You're probably going to see Brinkman, um, Stucker, um, Denman all in the lineup. You know, these guys are going to have to hit the ground running and play against a team that's pretty talented and hard to play against. I think one of the keys for UMD last season was how tough they were in the neutral zone. So you're going to need a team that's going to be playing intelligently in the ice and, you know, applying pressure. Well, and for me, that's the key. This, I mean, look, win or lose, what I want to see is a team that's really competing hard. I mean, we know it's going to be a tough series against Duluth, so um, I don't really have any expectations one way or the other in terms of wins or losses or whatever. But for me, it's more what are we going to see for an effort level? Cause that's the one thing that the team can definitely control is the effort and the grit that they show. And, uh, you know, being able, if you, if you're down a goal or two to be able to fight, still fight back and, and maybe, you know, tie a game, win a game, whatever it might be, but to at least put that effort in, because I think what I think to some of the recent performances against, uh, some of the rivals like UMD, for instance, it's, I think what's separated them hasn't been the talent. It's been more the effort level and the passion. And I think uh, UMD has brought it more consistently, and that's why the results have been what they've been in recent years. I think there's also in these games a tendency for Minnesota to to force the play a little bit too much and, and carry the puck across the blue line in a situation where they really should be putting it deep and getting in on the forecheck. You know, and applying some pressure on on the defense. I thought last year, you know, they had a big chance to to go up against a team that was playing five freshman D and really play a a difficult game. And I didn't think they did that. I thought they gave away the puck too easily at times. Um, I thought that you know they let UMD kind of warm up into the game, and you know you can't do that in these games. You know, it's so hard to score goals. You know, sometimes you just need to apply some pressure. And we saw Penn State do that to Minnesota at the end of last year. You know, when you play like that, there's no place to hide. And if you can bring that intensity, you're going to be in a good position. 
You're on mute, Jupe. Or Jupe, mute, Jupe, mute. <laughs> Mid-season form. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that, uh, Viggs, you know, you, you mentioned last year after that game in Duluth that, you know, it was, a sim- it was a turnover at the blue line when they were entering the zone. And then all of a sudden they had guys out of position and boom, the game was over in overtime. And, and you talked about that. It's those kind of mistakes that have been kind of killing this team um, for, for many years. Well, they get in these rivalry games and you, you just get the sense that these players want to win so bad mm-hmm. that they make bad decisions and they force the game and they don't play like it's any other game like you have to. And they just kind of force themselves into bad plays. So, you know, you want to win, but you don't want to give the game away. So let, let's go back to kind of the, the, the whole team here. We'll, we'll get more into the Duluth series later. But uh, um, Viggs, um <laughs> What's the keys here? I mean, you know, we need some, uh, you know, freshmen to really kind of grow up as, as as sophomores. We need those sophomores to jump up. You know, you know, some of the players that we thought were going to have big years last year, like maybe a Novak and a Sheehy, were not on their game like we thought they would be. Some of that having to do with injuries that we didn't know about. But uh, some of these older guys need to really step up if they want to be successful this year. Yeah, I think Sheehy and Novak wanted you know, press themselves into play and play through their rehab last year. Um, Novak obviously coming off the ACL surgery. Um, Sheehy coming off the disc surgery on his back. You know, those guys just, they, they missed their off season. So they were behind from the start. You could just see that they didn't have the jump that they needed to play well. And then uh, Novak had the arm injury that kind of hampered him the second Mm -hmm. half of the season. Uh, I think that's a big reason why I think he only had three goals and about 20-some assists. Um, so that kind of forced him into a passing role. Um, we also had shoulder injuries to Reedy McManus, took away their shooting. So I think, you know, this team, to, to get back their offensive game, you know, they're going to need shooters. And I think Ronta's a, a player who can shoot the puck. Um, I've been seeing him play with uh, Novak and Sheehy. So I think that can be kind of a dangerous line because Sheehy and Ronta are both, you know, scores. They can put the puck in the net if they get going. Uh, Sammy Walker, he's been playing with Pitlick and Gates on a line quite a bit, and Walker brings a lot of speed. You know, he's going to put fear into a lot of defensemen with the pace that he brings to the ice. Um, and then Scott Reedy's moving back to center this year. Um, he's always been a center, but moved to wing last year. He's been playing a lot with uh, McManus. And they've been uh, shifting some guys in on their left wing. Looks like Garrett Waite might get a chance to play there this weekend. And then, of course, there's the trench line. <laughs> and you know what? We always get effort out of the trench line. I mean, they may not always be scoring, but the, at least they're out there pressuring. And I know that we know that Moscow likes that type of play, is, is the, the pressure game. Those forwards well, have to get in there. They're and hard to play against. You know, they make smart plays. Very mm-hmm. rarely do you see Romanco and Ramsey make a bad decision with the puck. They're always Mm -hmm. making the right play and, you know, they're hard to play against, you know, if they can tire a line out and then get one of the top nine guys out there, puts the Gophers in a good position. Hammy, what are your keys for some of the older guys this year going into this this season? What do you, what would you like to see? Well, I think for me, the biggest question mark is, is defensively what we're going to get out of that group. Um, You know, I think that, you know, when we think of classic Gopher hockey, we think of guys that, not only play well defensively, but really can transition the puck and um, provide a little bit of offensive support to the frontline guys. And 
um, you know, I think we have some question marks due to either inexperience, you know, young guys coming in or just guys that didn't really play a lot before. And um, so for me, that's really the biggest key to the year is, you know, I think we'll be perfectly fine up front. I think we have really good, you know, talent up front. Um, I think we have some pretty good goaltending. I think that uh, Robson and Shearhorn are a good pair that, you know, have experience and should bring some, you know, solid if not really good goaltending to the table, it's really going to come down to, for me, what that defensive group can bring to the table uh, on both ends of the rink. And in particular, I'd really like to see them be able to transition the puck more effectively, carry the puck up ice, get the offensive start, offense started, because uh, that's really where I think we've struggled a little bit in recent times. All right. Um, people are always going to want to know, what do we know about this freshman class, uh, Viggs? I mean, let's go with start off right at the bat. Let's go with Brinkman. What do we know about him? What's he about? What's he going to bring to this uh, team? We know he's a big boy. Uh, go. Got some updated weights uh, today, and he weighed in around 225 pounds. So that's mm. uh, that's a reason why he accelerated out of high school. You know, mm-hmm. he's a big physical guy. Uh, skates pretty well. I don't think we'll see him on the power play at all this year, but I think he's going to play pretty consistently for this team. You know, he brings a little bit of an edge, um, plays in the corners. Um, he's almost like a bigger Ryan Lindgren in the corners at times. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays right out of the bat against Duluth. I think he had to hold his game back in high school, and uh, he'll really be able to press it going into college. Any thoughts yeah, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. When you're in, <laughs> in high school, yeah, at that size especially, yeah, you get a you can't breathe on guys without getting a penalty. So, <laughs> well, you know, it could still be the case in college as well. And there's still quite a few little guys, and sometimes you know that elbow can get up, you know, right in some guy's head when it's a little guy coming at you. Um, what do you know about Nathan Burkhammy? Do you know much about him? He's kind of one of the more unfamiliar names to me. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those guys that kind of, you know, flew in under the radar, so to speak. Uh, I think that a lot of people, you know, he doesn't come from that traditional um, gopher recruiting, you mm-hmm. know, background. So it's like, you know, coming from Arizona, uh, that's not exactly typical gopher territory. And uh, <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, you know, and he played in the NHL, NHL, so it's not like, you know, a lot of fans, like, spend a lot of time hyping up USHL players. So, you know, he, but he had some good success there. You always have to be a little leery. I think of, uh, you know, what guys in that league do, because, you know, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. Um, as we've seen with some of the players that we've brought in that actually had some decent offensive numbers in that league, but he, he, you know, he's a little younger that when he had success in that league, uh, scored a lot of goals. So, um, obviously has some ability to do that, but uh, I don't, wouldn't expect that we're going to have, count on him for a lot you know this year it's just mm-hmm. going to be more of a, a depth kind of a guy Viggs, who's oh go ahead yeah one of the things with berg is he's been sick for most of the the month so far of practice so i think you know he's going to have a delayed impact i think one of the things moscow wanted to do with this recruiting class is get a couple guys in earlier um rather than push them all out till next year because they're going to be losing so many players next year you know he kind of wanted to wants to start making his mark a little bit sooner. And that's why Burke's on campus. Okay. Okay. Matt Denman. What do you think, Beeks? Um, He's a solid defenseman. You know, he's, he's got good size. Um, he was kind of a late bloomer who 
went from the NHL to the USHL last year and, and shined right away mm-hmm. in that league. And, you know, he's another guy that Motsko identified as someone I want to bring in now. And that's kind of why he's, he's here now versus another year of junior. And he's looked very steady. I think all three of the freshman defensemen are going to see ice time this season. Hammy, what about Blake McLaughlin? Obviously we know he's going to be out for six weeks, which is obviously not good, but, uh, what can we look forward to uh, maybe more closer to Christmas? <laughs> exactly. Well, I think one of the good things is that, you know, we don't play a lot of games that first you know month or so. So that's mm-hmm. going to help him, you know. So that's, you know, if you're going to get hurt, I guess, you know, it's good to get hurt over the period of time where you're not playing a lot of games. But he's got he's a good offensive player, you know, came out of Grand Rapids, um, had a pretty successful year in the USHL, you know, last year. Uh, I think that he'll bring some good uh, offensive um, skills and some scoring depth. I mean, he's not going to probably be one of those top-line guys right away. But um, I, I do think that, you know, you look forward to guys like this. Granted, like we talked about, he's not going to play a full season. But um, you're kind of hoping that he gets maybe around that 20-point range, have a nice solid first um, freshman year, um, maybe not have the, you know, expectations like of – a lot of guys that we tend to hype up over the years, but um, I think that he's going to be a good player for the Gophers over the next you know few years, and I think that he'll have a solid impact. And just a note on Blake: it was a six-week injury, but it happened about three weeks ago. So yeah, yeah I was just going to kind of ask you what happened if we know anything of what happened. Yeah, it was just something in practice where he got his lower body in a in a bad spot on his own, and uh, he's already skating again. Um, he's out of his boot. Um, so, you know, there's probably a chance it's faster than uh, three or four weeks here that he'll be back in the lineup. No, well, like I said, and it's a good thing, you know, we've got the big series this weekend, but after that, you know, we've got two exhibitions and a single game against, you know, North Dakota. So, uh, boy, this is the lightest October I could ever remember. There's just, there's not much going on. Uh, well, that's probably a good thing, though, yeah. given the fact that you got a new staff and a team trying to get used to that staff and what they want. So it's probably beneficial. Yeah, and I think one thing with Blake is, you know, his game is being slippery, vision, uh, puck handling, being a little bit fancy. So I, I think, you know, a, a lower body injury that he has probably won't hold him back too much from making an impact. Sampo Ranta, is that how you pronounce his name, Viggs? I think that's uh, sounding pretty <laughs> good. He is a solid kid. He is uh, six feet over 200 pounds, uh, okay. big shot. Um, you know, if he's playing with uh, Novak and Sheehy, he should get a lot of space. Um, I've seen him playing the off wing on the power play in practice. You know, he's a guy who can make an impact. I think the reason he fell in the draft a little bit was some concerns about his skating. Um, you know, he's not a great skater, but he's a very solid skater. And he's a guy who can contribute some offense, which this team needs. Yeah. He's definitely a shooter. I mean, that's the one thing that you can say about him more than anything else is, uh, he's not shy from shooting a puck, and he's got a hard shot. So I definitely would expect him to have a pretty good impact on the power play, um, you know, this year and in the future years. We've been kind of missing that recently, haven't we, Viggs? You know, a, a good, solid shooter, a guy who likes to shoot the puck? Yeah, I mean, last year it looked like McManus might be a guy who could do it, and it ended up really being Nanny was the only one who could one-time the puck. I think they've got a few more options this year, and, and Ranta's definitely one of them. 
Hammy, Robbie Stucker, what do you know about him? Oh, St. Thomas Academy. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that he's going to bring some good offensive skill. I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier with, uh, um, you know, having a guy that can bring it up the ice and kind of transition the team. And I, I think that he has the ability to provide some of that. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be some slick All-American, but I think that he's going to help contribute to that and be able to transition the team, get them going on the offensive end. I think that, you know, he'd be solid defensively. Um, some pretty good size to him, so I think that he'll be good defensively. Um, so I, I'm, I, I thought that was a pretty good uh, addition, all things considered, when it, when it happened. Um, well, we and, keep adding. He's going to be playing on the power play. You know, okay. he's, a, he's a right shot defenseman, which is something they need, and he looks pretty pretty steady back there. I think he and Phillips are probably the top two guys to quarterback power plays this year. Uh, we'll see Nanny there some a little bit. I think we'll see Nanny on the off wing a bit too. How many more Edina guys are we going to have? <laughs> and I think we'll see. Well, shit, we got two Northern <laughs> Minnesota assistant coaches, so who knows? Maybe that'll dry up and they'll be going uh, more to those small town guys. That'll make some of those fans on GPL happy. Like, uh, we're. Some, oh, I can't, what is it, More, what is the guy from Moorhead? I can't remember his the Moorhead poster. I know he'll love it, and I'm sure some other guys that are from the 218 area will love it. So, Well, we've got Sammy Walker, who's coming in uh, straight. Was he, is he straight out of Edina this year, Sammy? Yep, correct. Well, there you go. I mean, he, you know, Mr. Hockey last year. That, well, yeah. That's, sorry, I... I I just don't. Keep we know up. you're I, busy with your wild social life. Yes, yeah, huge social. I just you know it's, I don't follow the high school game like I used to because my team stinks. So it's tough, especially when it's Edina. So, uh, so what what is Sammy going to bring to the team there, Hammy? Speed, speed, lots and lots of speed. Uh, he'll definitely be a guy that the fans will enjoy. You know, carrying the puck up up ice and creating. Um, he'll definitely create space. Um, he's a good offensive player. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm real excited, especially in the big sheet, you know, he'll definitely be able to, um, create some offense. Uh, so it'll be a nice addition to the team. I mean, he's about as, I mean, he's about as fast as they're going to come. He's a definitely an elite skater. So it'll be exciting to watch him on the big rank. And finally, Viggs, we've got, uh, Garrett Waite. Seems like he committed to the U about 10 years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. It does, actually. But, you know, there's a benefit to having guys who will play three years of junior and, and come on your roster. Um, probably didn't uh, turn out like everybody expected when he committed. But, you know, he's a veteran player, and you know, he's going to get a chance here to play um, some games, especially with uh, Blake's injury. You know, he's going to slot in there on a left wing and, and see what he can bring. You, you, you hope a player like that who's that experienced um, can play smart hockey and bring that grit and pressure. So we'll see we'll see what he can bring. Well, um, one guy I'm kind of interested in seeing how he responds is a, is a kind of a half-freshman, which I would think uh, in Clayton Phillips. You know, he came in mid-year last year, just kind of thrown into the fire. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see uh, how he turns out in his, you know, <laughs> sophomore season. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't play a huge amount of games there, uh, Viggs. Yeah, I think just putting him in the lineup midseason was not a great thing for his confidence. 
Yeah. You know, he's a guy who's got good hands, good vision. You know, I think they're going to be counting on him to demand one of the power plays up top this year. Um, you know, he's got a lot of skill there. He's got good size. Um, he's a player that, that needs to have a big jump from what he showed last year. You know, that first game that he played against Army, I think, you know, played really well. Next time out against St. Cloud, it was all downhill from there. So, you know, <laughs> having that offseason to acclimate is really important for him, and he looks ready to contribute. By the way, Hammy, Mote says, it's time. <laughs> it's time? It just, it's time. Ote, Mote. Yeah, Mote's excited for the season. And uh, some people are, you know, listening to us live right now and uh, via the Mixler app, and uh, well, they, they chime in once in a while. And like Jess27, he says he misses Matt DeMarkey. He wants that kind of toughness back on D. Deadwood says, you know, are they going to bring back Blake Thompson as a grad assistant? Talk about toughness, five games played, 25 penalty minutes. <laughs> so our live listeners do have a sense of humor. Right, Mote? He says you know it. So there you go, guys. Well, they listen to us, so they must have a sense of humor. <laughs> and remember, if you if you guys are listening live, you can always just send us uh, questions via Twitter using the, the hashtag dot GPL podcast. And, you know, we'll try to get to to them you know something we have, i got a couple questions for later that are more related to the games this weekend but uh just one simple one right off the bat you know john candles as it says is it fair to expect an ncaa birth this year i would say it is isn't it Viggs? i don't see why not you know they're returning a lot of scoring up front and they're returning good goaltending so that's usually a recipe for success uh, moscow certainly isn't shying away from those kinds of expectations you know, he says that they are a team that should be in CAA tournament every single season. So I think that's what he's putting out as the expectation and the senior leadership. They don't want to miss another tournament as well. Definitely. We, well, it's, it's, the fans get a little bit angrier and the, 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 the attendance gets a little lower each year as this team is uh, kind of floundering. Um, well, let's kind of widen out the scope a little bit here and, and talk more of the Big Ten Conference. Um, boy, a couple of years ago, Hammy, a lot of people were bitching. You know, some of us were bitching. Oh, the Big Ten is just terrible. Well, last year they had three three of the four teams out in the Frozen Four. Um, and and uh, <laughs> this league ain't not, not, not a terrible league anymore. No, and I think that in, I think most of us that – realize that it wasn't going to happen overnight. I mean, when you have a Penn State and you had a couple teams that were down, of course, Wisconsin was kind of the the surprise that, you know, we were kind of counting on to be a good team early on. In Michigan and, and as well. Big, right, and that they were, you know, just didn't bring that to the table. So, um, you know, but it's only a matter of time when you have these, you know, big money programs that do have prestige and, you know, do have good academic institutions and, everything that a kid could really want from an academic and development standpoint. Um, then you add a Notre Dame to the mix. And so, yeah, I, I really believe that, you know, this conference is going to be, if not the top conference, it's certainly going to be in the mix for that pretty much year in and year out moving forward. One thing you were mentioning to me just uh, yesterday, uh, Viggs, was, uh, boy, you kind of like, you like Ohio State. And you were just, you were amazed that they kept some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Lisinski, Yops, uh, Joshua, you know, those players are all elite in the Big Ten. You know, they've all proven that they can do it. 
Um, I think Joshua is probably one of the more underrated players in college hockey because when he wants to play, he is a handful. Um, he's just, you know, that power forward who can really take it to the net and being tough to play against. Um, Steve Rolock's done a really nice job with that program. Um, you know, they knew how to generate offense, and last year they learned how to play a little defense, and that's a good combination. So Ohio State's going to be a tough team to play against. Um, we've got Chris S. via well, the GPL podcast hashtag earlier today. He wants to know predictions on where the Gophers finish in the Big Ten this year. What do you think, Hammy? That's, it, uh, it's not a first-place finish like right? it was before. It's like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I mean, talking about the NCAA berth, for me, that's more the goal this year is just for them to make the NCAAs mm-hmm. because, you know, when you have that, it, it is a transition year. I mean, I, I think one of the things that I like about these kinds of years where it's when you don't really know what to expect, it's almost like you're more excited for those because it, the, the unknown factors, you know, there's talent there and they, they certainly could do some great things. Um, but you also know there's enough unknowns there that you just don't know what you may or may not be able to count on. So for me, um, I just want to see a team that's going to make the NCAAs and be playing good hockey and improve throughout the year. Big Ten wise, I mean, I don't expect them to win the league, but I certainly would expect them to be in that mix, you know, in that last month to be able to, you know, contend for that. But I, I would suspect that they're probably going to finish, you know, third somewhere in that range, I would guess. What do you think, Viggs? Where's where's this team going to end up? You know, I think they're going to be in the top three by the end of the season. It it all kind of depends how quickly Moscow's able to get things going and whether or not everybody buys in. You know, we've we've heard a lot from the team over the last year and a half about you know everybody needs to get on the same page. You know, everybody's got to buy in. Everybody's got to you know sell out and apply pressure and. You know, it's still going to be up to the players to do that. Um, Big Ten's not going to be an easy conference this year. I I kept thinking Notre Dame was going to fall off last year, and that what do they do? They just <laughs> you know run off what eighteen game unbeaten streak, you know, and they had to replace you know their top scorer and a top goalie, and they did it. Um, they're going to be right there. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to probably be the favorite going in. Uh, Michigan surprised last year. I think getting Quinn Hughes back is going to make them very, very dangerous yet again. Uh, Michigan State's getting better. Uh, Wisconsin starting to get in more recruits. You know, it's going to be a tough league. Penn State didn't really lose anything there either. Um, you know, this is going to be a conference that could get four or five teams into the tournament pretty easily. Well, I, I would agree with you guys. It's <laughs> You know, you know, Moscow talked about it the other day, you know, how people, you know, no one was happy about it. And, and then, you know, when it did come together, the, quite a few teams weren't that good. And, and but now it is coming together, together, really nice people. And I, I know that uh, there's a, a lot of old fans out there who says, you know, who cares about Ohio state? Well, you know what? Ohio state's a pretty darn good team. So they play a pretty darn good, uh, uh, style of hockey too so get out there and watch them you know because uh, these are going to be good games this year people uh, well i think one of the things with the big 10 conference is you know i'm a numbers guy when it comes to looking at uh, ncaa hockey and of the top teams for revenue and spending in college hockey the big 10 has seven of the top 10 yeah you know they <laughs> are spending money and they have it so it's going to be a good conference for years to come 
Well, yeah, it's definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to the season. It's it's you know obviously it's it's a it's a fresh thing. I'm I'm excited. Just you know, but we're back to hockey. I mean, that's what I'm really most excited about is hockey is finally back. But who also is back is our sponsorship with Vintage Minnesota Hockey. Um, they're back again this year, like they are every year. And uh, let's hear from them. VintageMNHockey.com is a proud sponsor of the GPL podcast. Well, what is Vintage MN Hockey? Well, it's kind of the place to get all of your history of Minnesota hockey, from the pros to the minors, to the collegiate teams, to even the high school teams. All information about any of those teams can be found on VintageMNHockey.com. They also have great interviews with some historical Minnesota hockey figures like John Mayasich and Lou Nanny, Glenn Sonmore, some of the greats of Minnesota hockey. So make sure you check out those interviews. It's a really great thing. But as like I always say, I think my favorite part is the store. The store, you can buy a custom historical jersey from the Gophers or the Bulldogs or some of your favorite high school teams. And if you do make a purchase, just use the code GPL podcast, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you visit vintagemnhockey.com and follow them on Twitter at vintagemnhockey. All right. Thanks to Vintage for sponsoring us again this season. Um, just going to hit a few questions from the Mixler chat. Um, Jess wants to know thoughts on the new jerseys. Yeah, you know, the road's upgraded. Home's not so much. Well, I actually think the homes are pretty good. Yeah, you know, it looks like he's a little disappointed that there's no gold M. But uh, what what are your thoughts on the jerseys there, Viggs? Oh, he's on mute. Now. <laughs> I think Viggs is on mute now. <laughs> well, my opinion is whatever Ryan Cardinal says about jer- jerseys, that's what my opinion is. Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't judge him. So if Ryan Cardinal likes them, I like them. If Brian Cardinal doesn't like them, then I probably don't like them either. <laughs> I actually like the jerseys. I, I think the home ones look pretty nice. Um, uh, the road ones, uh, I, you know, one thing that does kind of bother me, I'm not so much on the fake laces, but, uh, you know, do um, you know, I, I don't know. I, they're, Did I, you they're you want them to be wearing Cooperalls? No, I am not like Gray Eagle and love my Cooperalls. So. Okay. I saw somebody asking for Dazzle fabric, and I hope that isn't <laughs> something that comes to fruition. Uh, the one thing that's a little goofy, I think, about the jerseys is take a good look at the M's. There's a little bit of uh, fabric technology that they threw in there. You know, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm a little disappointed they took away that uh, patch of the state of Minnesota, but I do like having the vintage Goldie on the third uniforms and the, the diagonal gophers is always a great look. And of course we won't be able to buy these jerseys. Will we, uh, maybe uh, vintage Minnesota hockey. Well, you know, actually I think it, they have to wait a couple of years until they can officially do that stuff. But, uh, uh, that's what's That's what keeps them in business because you know, uh, Minnesota does, you know, when they do do jerseys, they're the really cheap kind. They won't do authentic. We've been talking about this for years. And and the funny thing is when Minnesota tweeted out the new jerseys, they're like, when are we going to get authentics? A lot of responses about authentics. And I've kind of given up. I don't know. Mote says he's getting a Jed Feeblecorn jersey just for you, Hammy. I thought he would be wearing a Mavericks jersey. <laughs> 
Um, another uh, interesting question. Deadwoods wants to know any idea on where ASU is going to end up going into a conference. You know, they're you know getting new arena. It's a big school. Where are they going to end up, Viggs? Uh, Jess Myers is always bringing that up at the NCHC Media Day, oh, and uh, okay. Josh Fenton was pretty adamant that it's not going to happen anytime soon, and they're not looking to expand. So I think uh, ASU is just going to have to play the waiting game a little bit longer. Uh, getting a rank that's uh, competitive for them, I think, is important. You know, Penn State did it absolutely the right way. If someone yes. wants to sign a check over for $110 million <laughs> to start a program, that's the way to do it. Um, Arizona State, you know, went a little more budget with their plan. So I think once they get a good rank and a good attendance situation, then they're more likely to find a home. Mm. They're going to play in the Pac-10. Okay. Oh, we're talking hockey. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, just like last year, um, Minnesota's heading up to Duluth to kick off the season at Amsoil Arena, except this year uh, Duluth will be hanging a banner Saturday night, Viggs. I know you uh, changed your plans for watching the Gopher football game against Iowa and decided you're going to go up and cover it for the Athletic. Um, I'm going up there in Rube mode, just like I did last year. My Bringing the girlfriend up there. She's, it'll be her first hockey game, so I'm throwing her right in the fire. But uh, here we are starting the season again with Duluth, a team that has dominated Minnesota for quite a while, Viggs. Yeah, it's not a pretty record. You know, you look back to, to 2014, and, and UMD's got the better of the Gophers just about every time, and they've done it playing hard hockey. You know, mm-hmm. the, the games aren't exactly high-scoring shootouts. You know, it's, it's UMD squeaking out some wins here and there. And they always just find a way to play hockey smart. Mm-hmm. You know, they make the right plays at the blue lines. They they play physical. Um, they usually win the special teams battle. You know, their goaltenders are just a hair more consistent than the Gopher goaltenders. And the the big challenge for Minnesota is to flip the script. You know, they've got to treat it like any other game, and they can't force it to happen. They just have to play hockey, and they just have not been able to do that in these in-state rivalries, and it costs them every year. So new coach, new team, you know, maybe they can break it. It's going to be a great atmosphere there. I've uh, heard from a couple Duluth fans getting after me, saying they're calling it point zero 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 one day. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited to raise that banner. <laughs> and I expect uh, Scott Sandlin to maybe have his championship ring on a certain finger if any <laughs> Gopher fans want to see it. <laughs> Well, Hammy, though, the last win against Duluth was, the, I believe, the first game of 2014, wasn't it? Well, and, and Viggs, didn't you find that? Was, it was the first game. Was it the icebreaker down there at Compton and at Notre Dame? Yep, that's the last time they got a win. Oh, it, was, uh, it looked like an NCAA regional. Yeah, Hammy, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, we, we've been talking about, you know, you know they got a win against the in-state schools, but the, the, Duluth has just been dominating. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I think a lot of it is that Duluth has had more of an attitude in the series in recent years. I think they've taken a little bit more pride, a little bit more effort, a little bit more, uh, you know, that consistent attitude and certainly uh, had a little bit more grit as well. So, I mean, I I just think talent wise, that really hasn't been the difference. It's been more some of the intangibles and some of the effort aspects and, um, you know, that's why, if anything, I'm hopeful that at this weekend, you know, I just really want to see um, the team compete. Uh, I want to see them start to bring an attitude to the table. If they lose games 
but they, you know, put up a good fight against, you know, an opponent that they're a rival with on the road. You know, that's one thing, but um, none of us likes to see a team that just doesn't bring the effort at all and loses. And um, I think we've saw a little bit too much of that in recent years where we, we were all frustrated um, when we would see um, a rivalry series or rivalry game and they just didn't seem to have that same passion that the other team had. And uh, hopefully that's going to change with the new regime. Viggs, you've, you've touched on it a little bit uh, earlier, but uh, what, what, what kind of lineup are we looking to have when we go up there? I mean, what kind of, who's going to be playing with who and maybe what are the possible power play combinations? Because I know you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but uh, what have you seen so far in practice? Yeah, I think we'll see a, a top nine that's going to have something like Ranta, Novak, Sheehy, uh, Gates, Pitlick, Walker, and then Waite, Reedy, McManus. I think those would be, you know, kind of your scoring lines, and then I think the trench line will, will stick together with Norman, Romanco, and Ramsey. Uh, with the defensemen, it's it's hard to say who's going to play with who so far. I just do think we'll see all eight defensemen play quite a bit early this first half of the year. Um, I might see uh, Brinkman and Stucker play pretty consistently. Uh, they look really good together. Uh, power play units. Um, you know, we're seeing um, Stucker quarterback one unit and Phillips quarterback the other. Um, guys underneath, you know, you'll see Walker, um, Branta, um, McManus, uh, Nanny, Reedy, uh, probably on one unit. And then you'll see um, Sheehy, Pitlick, um, Gates, and Novak on the other unit. You know, th- there's probably 11 guys or so that right now are getting power play looks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they come together. I think Moscow is kind of one of those, uh, soothsayers with the specialty units. Well, I kind of, one of the more interesting things is that we haven't talked about at all yet is, uh, uh, we've got two pretty good goaltenders and who's going to play Saturday night. I mean, Shearhorn's played up there recently, but Robson hasn't played the Bulldogs. Do Do we see Robson maybe get the start Saturday night? If I was leaning one way, I I would think each player gets a game, and I I think Robson might be the the steadier player to play on the road. Um, but we'll see. I think both goalies will get a chance. You know, they both have played a lot. They both have pretty good track records for for playing in net in big games. Um, and they're two different styles of goalie too. And you know, I think Robson's the more technical goalie um, who will let the puck hit him, and Shearhorn's the more athletic goalie. So I, th- I think we'll see two different styles and two different goalies playing the first half of the year. What do you think, Hammy? Who should be in net starting Saturday night? Uh, I think I'd probably go with Robson personally. I mean, I just <laughs> think that um, I have a little bit more confidence in what he brings to the table. But um, certainly I think Shearhorn's going to get his opportunities. I mean, he's played a lot of games, won a lot of games. And, I mean, always looked great doing it. But I think that he's earned the right to uh, – certainly compete for the starting role in the early uh, series in the year. All right. Well, let's hear your predictions then, guys. You're going to go with a normal split or a UMD sweep. I'm thinking that's more likely than a Minnesota sweep. Amy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's so, hard, it's so hard to know when, I mean, we don't even – you don't know how guys are going to react to a new, you know, new coach, new style, 
Um, I, I honestly don't have, I mean, I honestly can't predict. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think really, like I said, I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, an energized team playing with a lot of effort, um, kind of having a little bit of that toughness, especially when they're on the road. Um, so that's more than anything for me. What I want to see is just, um, I, obviously I want to win, but I just don't know enough to, to you know, how these guys are going to transition into this new style, new staff. Um, so it's just hard for me to even predict. I, I'll go with the split, but I, I can see any kind of a result. Um, I, I, like you said, I'd probably say the least likely would be a gopher sweep. What do you think, Viggs? Can Minnesota get off the schneid and get at least one win against the Bulldogs in the last however many years? I think the Gophers are going to be able to win at home. Um, I think at Duluth, you know, it's going to be a tough task for them, you know, trying to get some new systems going um, up against a team that you know is going to be pumped to play the Gophers as they raise the banner, a team that has a lot of veteran defensemen uh, coming back. You know, they, they weathered a lot last year. I think the one thing about Duluth that I'm not sure about this season is where they're going to get scoring from. You know, when they went on their run here in the tournament last year, it's not because they were scoring lots of goals. It's because they were playing a super tight checking game. And I think losing, you know, Carson Kuhlman and um, Jared Thomas is going to impact their forwards quite a bit because I think a big reason they were so successful was with how they clogged the neutral zone. I think it's going to be easier for them to do that at home than at Mariucci. I think with a little bit extra space on the big ice, I think Minnesota will have an easier time getting through the neutral zone. And I think you'll see some healthy players from the Gophers uh, raring to put the puck in the net. So I think you know we could see Minnesota, Minnesota score four or five goals on Sunday night. Well, I, I, the fans would like that because I'm kind of with you, like with you, Hammy. You know, I, I'm guessing you know if they if they uh, even if they lose both games this weekend, I want to see what their effort is and you know how much they're trying out there, and uh, uh, that 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 would make me more happy uh, than than you know getting their butts kicked and just looking terrible doing it. So I just think it's going to be hard to find that energy right away in the first game of the year on the road against the national the, to, against the national champions. So when much. don't you? Well, I just think, you know, coming up to speed, you know, it's going to be a fast, hard game right away. And, you know, it's going to be a shock to, I think, some of the, the young guys. And I think, you know, it's different going from practice to playing a game. And, you know, Minnesota's had a hard time answering that bell in the past. Time for – that's that's why we have the new coach. Time to get – time to put the foot in these guys' ass and get them going. Right, Beaks. Quit being so negative. <laughs> I'll be surprised that's, if they that's come That's my fire. job. <laughs> yeah. Quit stepping on my toes. Um, in the Mixler chat, L, uh, LFA Hockey 24 wants to know, are season ticket sale numbers up this year with the new life and new energy in the program? They're actually down another about 500 tickets. Yeah. They're, they're under 5,000 now for season ticket sales. Um, it's an uphill battle for them to try to sell tickets. You know, we just hear it all the time that people are upset about the Big Ten, um, and it's just going to take a new, new generation of fans, I think, to get that season ticket base back up. I think Minnesota is focusing more on group sales right now to try to get people in the building. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with attendance. Well, I I think you know winning will help, but uh, it it is more than just winning, um, and. Uh... 
Why? Uh, there's just so many things that came together with that, didn't it, Viggs? I mean, you know, the, the reseeding, the prices, the, the Big Ten, and, and it's just hard for them to dig out of this hole. Yep, and Minnesotans have long memories on that stuff, and <laughs> and that almost feels like the hockey fans are a little bit spiteful, you know, and having the Wild come in and and be as successful as they are, filling their building, you know, there's there's only so many hockey fans in the cult to to spend the money, so. You know, Minnesota is going to have to win a little bit and figure out how to get more new fans in there. Well, I know one thing people will be a little bit happier about this weekend is that both games will be on TV. Um, uh, the game in Duluth will be on locally on like uh, Channel 9 Plus, which is basically the old Channel 29. So you'll be able to see the game locally. Um, and then Sunday's game will be on FSN. And a lot of games on FSN this year. Um the, the North Dakota game is going to be on some local cable stations coming up, you know, at the end of October. Uh, not so much on the, the you know, DirecTV and Dish yet, but uh, it's a little bit better situation than this than last year. And, and of course, the anxiety of people tweeting at me, you know, blaming Minnesota for all this. And I guess some of these people just don't get it. Um, the TV situation on the road is out of Minnesota's control. They have nothing to do with it. But uh, it's like I'm just talking and no one's listening. Yeah, I was joking with Nate Wells on uh, some messages this week that we always get the same four or five comments on our uh, <laughs> articles. We, we get the tickets are too expensive. Uh, the games aren't consistently on TV. Uh, you can't find the games. Uh, you know, there's not enough passion in the team. You know, we, we got a bunch of free spaces for a bingo card. <laughs> and the the one that I hate the most is when people I can't find the game. Oh my gosh, are you just that stupid? You, there you have a TV, you, you have a guide for a reason. Every cable station or every cable or satellite thing has a guide. You can just flip through it and find the game. It's not hard to do if you really want to watch it. I think and that's the, what the Gopher Puck Live schedules for. Just get I, that puppy on your calendar. Subscribe I, to that. One. It's yeah, you literally can subscribe to it, and it's, it shows up right there. And I have put in the TV information, so. It's. I think people are just lazy. They're just. They want it like the old days, and it's just. That's just not the way things work anymore. So, just have to embrace things, people. It's a new season. Hopefully, a little more success than last year when they lost out by point zero 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 one of a point. But uh, we'll have to see. I'm excited. You guys excited? Absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs> Bigs is so passionate. Oh boy! Well, Viggs, you're going to be doing a lot more for the athletic this year. Yeah, I think I'm uh, put out about two or three things a month here on the athletic. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, it's uh, one of the best sites out there. You know, all kinds of prospect coverage. Uh, we're trying to get more coverage of all the teams in the state uh, this year uh, with a bunch of writers. So there's lots of good content in there and. You know, the more people that read, the easier it is for me to keep freelancing for them. So <laughs> thanks for those of you who do subscribe. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, it, you know, people talk about how the, the newspapers are going away, and they, they kind of are. I mean, you know, we were talking about to, to Drew Cove, and he's stringing for the, what, the Pioneer Press this weekend. Because yeah, Pioneer, it'd be weird Pi- not seeing a wire story in yeah. there. And the Pioneer Press doesn't send anybody anymore, but uh, it's, it's great for Drew, but... Uh, it just kind of shows the state of newspapers right now, and that the type of sites like the Athletic, though people complain, "Oh, I got to pay." Well, it's kind of how it is now. 
Um, uh, that's just kind of the way things are going. And I think that the, the newspapers just kind of are still slowly wilting away, unfortunately. So we still see you guys. This is our eighth year doing podcasts. Is it? Boy, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it, ha- it has been quite a while. So that's, uh, excited to do another season of the podcast. Um, you guys got any final thoughts before we, we close her down for the evening? Viggs? Just want to tell Deadwoods, uh, alumni giving is coming around they don't have enough money to do the weight room just yet but that's the next phase for their fundraising and then they're going to make some improvements to the m club and stuff at mariucci but it's coming i'd love to know what happened how that fell through i'd love to know how that fell through last year something that was that's last year jupe i know i still would love (laughs) get over it (laughs) hammy is mr positive this season folks well, hey, hey, you, you got it. Everybody got what they wanted. They got the that loser Don Lucia out <laughs> of the head coaching role. I'm talking about you GPL haters who wanted Lucia out. Uh, no, I'm I. You know, so people can't really complain about some of this stuff anymore. Nobody's really got anything that they can whine about. Although I'm sure they'll find something to whine about. Maybe it's not enough first round draft picks in the recruiting pipeline or some. <laughs> baloney like that but um yeah it's i think it's going to be exciting i'm excited for you know the fresh perspective i'm excited for the potential cultural change uh like we talked about earlier i think that there's just kind of a disconnect between the coaching staff uh, head coach in particular and the players in recent years and i think that that certainly came across with what we saw on the ice um so having that new kind of direction and some new passion uh some younger assistants i think that it's going to be a good thing and it'll re-energize go for hockey might not happen all, overnight but i think it's going to be a, a change in the right direction and we'll see some good things in the future i'm with you hammy i'm with you 100 percent. get on board baby <laughs> get aboard the hammy train here we I'm go ready. deadwoods wants to know if i'm having having any commies at uh, grandma's this weekend probably not sorry Got to do a little driving because the hotel spaces up there are like nothing this this year. Everything is packed full. So we'll have to see. He doesn't want to be sloppy drunk around his lady either. Mm, so that too. That was me last year when it was just Viggs and I in the basement of, of his friend's house. Till, so there you go. Till four in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, we won't have the wall of whiskey for us. Oh, this boy. Jeez. That was a fun night. <laughs> Lot of whiskey. All right. All right, guys. Well, remember, you can always follow Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter. And uh, Viggs, like you said, you'll be doing a few things a month for The Athletic, and you can follow him on Twitter at EVigo. So uh, you got to preview this week, right, uh, Viggs? Yep, preview uh, this week is up. Um, I'll do a mailbag here uh, probably for Friday. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get questions in there um, that we didn't get to tonight on the podcast or you'd rather see me write them out, uh, go ahead and let me know. There you go. There you go. And of course, you know, you can always follow us on Twitter as well. And, uh, you know, check out the GPL website. We've made quite a few, I've made quite a few changes, new theme on the homepage, you know, more access to articles and, uh, the podcast and other audio, like, you know, to, you know, the audio from the media day yesterday is up over there. So make sure you go over there and check it out. Uh, it's the end of the show, folks. We'll try to be back here next week. No, we will be back here next week. We'll, review this whole umd thing and just see how things are going so far thanks for listening 